0: Well, I didn't tell them that much of the message, so. Um, Women, if you know somebody who's also a woman, please invite them this Friday. We start our meeting 7 p.m. this Friday. Um, Get here early. Get a seat. Um, It's going to be an awesome time in God's presence, and we got all day Saturday. Breakfast starts at 9 a.m., and if you're bringing items, um, please make sure that they're here by Friday, and then breakfast items need to be here by, like, 8 15 a.m. so we can get it set up Um, and if you're bringing lunch items bring those downstairs to the kitchen so that it can be prepped and ready to go okay thank you so much for all your involvement we are excited about what God is going to do this weekend he brings us he doesn't fail us he always brings us from glory to glory amen and so the last two years have topped each other And so I know that God's just going to bring us from glory to glory. That's what he does. And so um, I'm excited. I'm excited about what he's about to do in this place. Hallelujah. So tonight, I'm going to be talking about be aware. How many of you know we are a spirit that has a soul that lives in this body? Yeah, this is our house. But the real us lives on the inside right? And so when this house dies, gets buried, we actually don't die. We go to either heaven or hell, depending on who we've we've served and who we've uh, given our hearts and lives to. But God wants us to be more aware, and this is what he's been speaking to me about this week, and enhancing to me this week, I should say. Um, He wants us to be more aware of the realm of the Spirit. Why? Because that is who we are. We actually should be more aware of the Spirit than we are of the natural, which just seems crazy, but things have become super unbalanced in this world. And so the world, if you think about it, spends a whole lot of time focused on mental health, which is the soul realm, right? Not that there's anything wrong with a counselor or, you know, I know there's some counselors in here, (laughs) Um, but they spend a lot of time on mental health, and then they spend a ton of time on physical health, not that we shouldn't take care of our vessel, right? Right? But this is where their focus is in the world. But the fact of the matter is, we're a spirit. And a lot of people are neglecting the actual person who they are, which is a spirit that has a soul, that lives in a body. And and God wants us to become more aware. And what he doesn't want is us to be oblivious or to be caught off guard from the attacks of the enemy because there is a devil. The Bible says in John 10:10, 10, 10, he says, The thief, he comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So there's these two areas in the realm of the spirit that you can encounter. And if we're not aware one way or the other, we can be caught unaware of the tactics of the enemy and be harmed. Our lives can be hurt. Our lives can be harmed. He tries to kill, steal, and destroy from our lives. And so it's really easy to focus on the things of the natural, because that's what the world does around us, but there is this spiritual world around us, and God wants us to be aware so that we can be co-workers together with God. Amen? He wants us to fight the good fight of faith, and that's in the spirit. It's not getting your, you know, going physically, and and it's good, like I said, to exercise, but it's not about going physically to make sure that you can bench press so much weight so the next time the devil comes to try to fight with you that your, your actual physical muscles are ready because you can't defeat them that way. You fight the fight spiritually. And so... Um, one of the hugest tactics of the enemy is to sneak and to deceive, right? But if we're more aware of the things of the spirit, if we're more aware of, of that spiritual realm, then we will not be deceived, we will not be um, caught off guard to these attacks of the enemy, And we can use our sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And we can resist the devil and he will flee. And we can command him to let go or, you know, things to be broken in the name of Jesus. But if we're oblivious and we just, you know, we're going along and and, and one negative thing after the other negative thing, one bombardment of our mind after the other, and, and we just let it happen, thinking that this is just life, then the enemy will have a heyday with our lives. Right? But God wants us to be aware that there's a spiritual world and we're fighting a spiritual battle, amen, so that we're not caught off guard. So this is the scripture that came to me, and I'm going to share an experience I had with the Lord this week, but this is the scripture that came to me that just really stuck out. In 2 Corinthians 4.18, he says, So we fix, or you could say we focus, our eyes on not what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. You could just sit on that scripture all night long and, 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 and meditate on and figure it out. But in other words, what he is saying is what we need to do is become focused and more aware of the world, which is not just what is natural or to our naked eye, but it's but he says, focus on the spirit, that which is unseen to the common man. This should be our focus. This should be how we live our lives. Focusing on the spirit and on the things of the spirit, not on the natural. So he's like, fix your eyes on what is not seen. Well, is he asking us to do something totally impossible? Because that sounds ridiculous. But he wouldn't ask us to do something that wasn't possible. How does somebody become a doctor? Tell me. School, study, and some focus, probably, right? Well, how do you become an expertise in seeing in the Spirit? Focus, study, you know? And so it's the same thing, that we must do. Somebody doesn't become the best in in you know medicine if they do no study and they just believe that yes, if you do this and that, it's true. No, you have to. The Word of God says, study to show yourself approved. He's not going to have you graduate and become a doctor of seeing in the spirit. We'll say, <laughs> and of understanding the things of the spirit without. You putting your hand to the plow without you studying, without you meditating on the word, without you understanding what it is to see in the spirit. The whole point is not so that you can be fearful, not so that that you can brag that you saw things, but it's so that you can be co-workers together with God and accomplish his will on earth as it is in heaven. He opens people's spiritual eyes so that we can see what the enemy's up to or we can see what God's up to so that we can go ahead and set our hand to what he's doing or go ahead and bind and break the power of whatever the enemy's doing. So, he's given us this instruction. So, we fix our eyes, our focus on what is not seen but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. We need to be more aware, is what he's saying to my spirit. We need to be more aware of the world around us, that it's not all about the natural, but it's all about what is unseen in the spirit. We see it again here, said, it's said in a different way, Colossians 3, 1 through 3. Since you have been raised to this new life in Christ, if we've received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we've started a new life in the Spirit. We are a part of the kingdom of heaven. Since you've been raised to this new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits at the place of honor at God's right hand. How do you do that? Well, he explains it right here. Think about the things of heaven. Meditate on the things of heaven. What are you doing when you meditate on the word or meditate on what God's saying or meditate on the things of heaven? You're focusing. You're zooming in. And when somebody who's a photographer zooms in, things become clearer. But until you zoom in, until you focus, it's not clear. Do you get it? So unless you study the word, unless you meditate on the word, unless you see that he, you don't just read that scripture, yeah, yeah, I've heard that scripture before, but you, you see here and you, and you look about it and you think about it and you say it in a, in a little bit different way and you start to understand, what are you doing? You're meditating on the word, you're studying the word, and then you begin to focus and see the word. Well, as you do that, it's like you're you're moved and, and you're you're stepping out of the natural into the supernatural, and you become more and more and more aware, more a, a greater um, expert in the things of the spirit. You become more aware of the things of the spirit as rather than the things of the natural. So since you've been raised to this new life in Christ, this is our responsibility. Set your sights on the realities of heaven. On the realities of the spirit. Where Christ sits at the place of honor at God's right hand. How do you do that? Think about the things of heaven. What should we not be thinking on? The natural. Because he says, don't think about the things of this earth. So there's a right way to live your life now that you have a new life in Christ. And there's a wrong way. But wow, how many Christians are living the wrong way why not to say that anybody's going to point them out but why are most of christ most of christianity why are they not walking in the spirit why are they continuing to fulfill the lust of their flesh why are they not seeing in the spirit why are they not partnering together with god why are they letting the enemy have a heyday in their lives because they are not aware why Because they never took the time to study and focus. To become aware. Since you've been raised to this new life in Christ, set your sights. Set your focus on the realities of heaven. Set your focus on the things of the spirit. Where Christ sits at the place of honor at God's right hand. How do you do that? You think about things of heaven. And you don't think about the things of this earth. You have died to thinking about the things of this earth. You have been, and your real life is hidden in Christ, in God. Okay, so we have this whole new life and this whole new meditation. This is how we should be living our lives. Focus on the things of heaven. It's not a waste of time because it's the only thing that's eternal. This life is for but a moment. We're supposed to be learning how to operate into th- in the life that's eternal. Because that's the life that's going to matter. Okay, so how do you focus? And what is focus? Let's actually look at the definition. Focus is the center of an interest or activity. For instance, this generation has made the environment a focus of their attention. So they, they study it. They get it under a microscope. They do tests on it and and whatever. They focus on um, the state or quality of something until it produces a clear visual for them. A person focuses their eyes on something and they adapt to... um, something until there's clarity on a subject. Many don't see in the Spirit, is that because God's only blessed some Christians with seeing in the Spirit and some without? I don't believe so. Why? Because first of all, he's not a respecter of persons. Second of all, he didn't say to the elect few now that you've been raised to this new life in Christ, set your sights in the realities of heaven. He didn't say to just the pastors, now focus with your eyes not on, the, uh, not on that which is seen but on the things that are unseen. No, he gave it to all Christianity. He said start seeing in the spirit now. Now that you have this new life, start to see and gaze on the things that are not seen. How do you do that? He says, do it by using your imagination and just see in the spirit the kingdom of heaven. Just see in the spirit the throne room of God. I'm painting a picture here for you. Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father. Just at least imagine that. What is he doing? He's helping us to practice seeing in the spirit. Why? Because just like our son is learning the computer, our our eight-year-old son, and it takes practice. I remember sitting at an actual typewriter, (laughs) learning how to type. And then I remember it was like super new to have a computer, and it was like this big. And we had computer class my last year of high school. But practice made perfect, right? And I don't know how many, you know, I can type per, per minute or whatever, but I'm, I'm decent. But you don't know how to do it perfectly right away. And it's the same thing as seeing in the spirit. You don't know how to do it right away. But if you practice, if you meditate on the word, if you focus, zoom in, spend time thinking about meditating on the word. There's a whole reason why he wants us to meditate on the word. What are you doing? You're focusing on that which is unseen. Why? So that when he wants to, when you're not focusing, but you're even spending time in the natural, doing the things that you got to do, all of a sudden you become aware of when he's saying something, when he's doing something, when the enemy's saying something, when the enemy's doing something, so that you're not caught off guard and you can be co-workers together with God, binding the enemy, breaking the power of the enemy, Or co-working together with God, bringing healing and deliverance and freedom, breakthrough. God wants us to be operating in the spirit, and you cannot do that unless you are aware. Some of us have accidental breakthroughs. Some of us have accidental testimonies, and we get excited about it. But the truth of the matter is, I believe that we should be so in tune. Jesus every day went about doing his father's business, and how did he do it? He did it because he saw what the father was doing, and he heard what the father was saying. And he was to be the firstborn, I'm giving Mike a shower, the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. Every one of us should be operating in the Spirit, just like Jesus, where we can see and we can hear in the Spirit. What does that mean? We should be aware. How's that going to happen if we're so focused on the natural? It's not. You will continue to see only the natural. If you're hungry for the things of God, you've got to go after the things of God. You've got to become an expert in the spiritual realm by focusing. How do you do that? You get your word out. It's the book of the spirit. It's the truth of the kingdom of heaven. And he begins to teach you. Just take two scriptures like that and you can meditate on it for a week. And you become more and more of an expert as he teaches you. As you just spend time with God, doing exactly that scripture, focusing on things above, focusing on Jesus where he sits at the right hand of the Father, just zoom in on it, just imagine it, paint it, draw it, whatever you need to do to focus in on it. Before you know it, you won't have to focus so much. It just becomes clear the moment you enter into his presence with thanksgiving, his courts with praise, and you run into that throne room. Before you know it, you just see it every time. You just see him every time. Then, you become more of an expert. You become more aware, almost without realizing it. Because you spend so much time focusing in on the things of the Spirit, suddenly you're somebody who's aware. Who here was was here Sunday morning? The presence of God was so strong and so powerful, I believe, at least 99% of the people who were here were aware that Jesus was in the room. That his, and, and I guess where two or more are gathered, he's there. But there's a change and a shift that happens when he actually physically walks into a room. He was here on Sunday morning, not that he's not here tonight, but he was here in such a manifest presence. Those who are aware will be able to experience that kind of thing. Some people may be totally oblivious to it. Why? Because they're super focused on the natural. They're looking at their clock. How much time has Pastor Jen taken? She should be about 10 minutes till we let out. But you know what? That roast is going to (laughs) burn. Well, that's fine. Go get your roast. But do you want to experience the manifest presence of God? Do you do you want to be delivered of whatever it is you've been dealing with? You know? Hallelujah. Forget that roast. Go out to eat. <laughs> um, so what is focus? It's 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 centering your attention upon something until it becomes clear. We're all learning. The Holy Spirit is our teacher. But how are you going to do that? He tells us how to do it. Imagine Jesus at the right hand of the Father is what he says. Focus on things above is what he says. And what he says not to do? Not focus on the things of this earth. And then in that other scripture he says focus on what is unseen not what is seen. So if you want to become someone who's aware of the presence of God, who's aware of when Jesus walks into a room, not just in church, I'm talking about your own living room, I'm talking about your own car, I'm talking about in the grocery store, wherever you are, that you're aware you're walking in the natural, but suddenly because you're a person who's aware and walking supernaturally, simultaneously in the spirit and in the natural, you're aware when God's doing something in the spirit. Or you're aware when the enemy's kingdom is trying to do something in the spirit. And you take your place. What God's doing is he's telling us, begin to see and focus your attention more on the things of the spirit. Begin to see and have a vision of the activity of the world around you. How do you focus? I asked you this. How would a doctor focus? How do they become an expert of medicine? Well, you make it a center of your interests. Do you know that in a lot of Christians' lives, God is still not the center? He's still not their focus. They want the ticket to heaven, but they don't. their lives are not dependent and surrounded with God. He said that the number one commandment was to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your strength. Give him everything. What is he saying? Let me be your focus. If God is your focus, you'll become somebody who's aware of when he walks into a room. You'll become someone who's aware of when he's dealing with you intercede right now because somebody's in trouble. You'll become somebody who's aware when the enemy's up to something and you can feel the shift in a room when some, somebody's, you know, been dealing with strife. Do you ever feel that before? Okay, that is a spiritual awareness of an activity of the enemy's kingdom. Okay, so we all raise our hand, we know that, but we should also be equally as aware of when Jesus walks into a room or an angel walks into a room. No, am I talking about going around and looking for angels? No, what I'm talking about is being focused on God and have a life focused on God and practice um, um, seeing in the Spirit by focusing on God and, and focusing on when you're worshiping him that you see the throne room, you're imagining it, so that when he wants you to or when he wants to open your eyes, he will make you aware of what is going on around you. That's what I'm talking about do it the other way you can get real weird real fast but focus on God you become aware of God he's the center of your focus and then he you become somebody who's spiritually in tune in the spirit amen it's a it's a biblical principle Galatians 6 8 says whoever sows to the flesh is going to reap of the flesh In other words, if you're focused on the natural, you're going to reap of the natural. If you're focused on physical health, you're going to be naturally healthy. You're going to be stronger or whatever. That's what your focus is. Okay? But he says, if you're focused on the flesh, or you could say on sin, corruption, you're going to reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit will reap of the Spirit eternal life. And part of that reaping of the Spirit, part of that eternal life, part of our inheritance is to see in the Spirit and be co-workers together with God in the Spirit. And to hear what the Father is saying and to see what the Father is doing so we can do the Father's will on earth as it is in heaven. Amen? When we focus on the kingdom of heaven, you'll become more aware of it. When you focus on God, you become more aware of it. I'm just going to take this for instance. Um, This is the time and season that we're in where we got a lot of people from the enemy's kingdom suddenly focusing on the enemy's kingdom. The world is focusing on the enemy's kingdom. The world is focusing on on evil movies and and everything about the enemy's kingdom. And guess what? They're going to see the enemy's kingdom. They're going to see him at work in their homes. They're going to see him at work in their lives. They're going to start seeing in the spirit the enemy's kingdom. But the same thing happens if Christians, if people of God would start taking that kind of time that they pour into the world and start focusing in on the word of God, meditating on the word of God, spending time focusing on his presence and worshiping him and glorifying him and letting him be the center of our lives, loving him with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind. The the first thing we want to do when we wake up is tell him we love him. The last thing we want to do is welcome him to speak to us in dreams and visions and revelations. Like, he's our focus. He's all we want. And it's not hard. It's just a gradual, like, it's, it's a growing. You know, I don't know how to say this, but, you know, marriage is work. <laughs> people say fall in love, you know, and, and people kind of do fall in love. But then from the moment they get married, it's work. I don't know what that deal is there but anyways it's true if you want to keep it lasting it takes work <laughs> well it's a growth process in our falling in love or growing in love with God a lot of people fall into love with God give their hearts to God and love that first love experience but then if they don't continue their walk with the Lord and work on their relationship and spend time with him and focus him they on him They're not going to get to have the full experience of Christianity, seeing in the spirit, co-working together with God, just feeling God's presence. They're not going to get that full experience of that marriage with Christ if they don't work on that relationship, if they don't focus on that relationship. I want to be like Jesus and say, I only do what the Father's showing me. And I only say what he's telling me. If I'm going to be like that, I'm going to have to focus in even more so. So I can have an ear to hear what the spirit is saying. So that I can have eyes to see. What is it going to take? It's going to take me laying off some focusing on the natural so that I can become more aware of the spirit. And it's increasing. And it can be as much as you want. So to the spirit, you're going to reap of the spirit. As much as you sow the natural, you're going to reap of the natural. You're going to be more aware of the natural. There was this great and mighty move of God in, in the early 1900s. Um, they call it a healing revival. There were several hundred ministers, and, and we know a number of names, but there were several hundred of people who really operated in the manifest presence and power of God with miracle signs and wonders, how did they become that? It was just, it was kind of like a little domino effect, really. It probably started with a few people who were focusing on God. And they start manifesting God. And it—and it's really any one of us. Because Jesus said, I'm the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. It was supposed to be how it's supposed to be. But... So many people are focused on the natural, on that which is seen, rather than that which is unseen. So many people sow to the flesh instead of sow to the spirit. Well, these men and women of God just fell in love with God. And then they continued their relationship with God and worked on it by focusing on it, by spending time on it, by meditating on the word till they became somebody who's aware of what pleases God and someone who's aware of what doesn't please God. And they chose to please God. So then God had a free reign to manifest himself in such a powerful way. I believe every single one of us should be seen and hearing in the Spirit on a daily basis. And I'm guilty of sometimes having that feeling And I know I'm not the only one who has said this. Where are you, Lord? (laughs) I feel like I haven't heard you in a few days. I'm just desperate for you. Where are you? You know, you read his word and it's like, what are you saying? (laughs) Well, sometimes there's times like that. In a natural marriage. Do I really love this person? (laughs) But then you got to take work got to pour yourself into the word. you got to spend time with him. Fall in love with him all over again. Court and date the Lord. What is dating your spouse? It's spending time with them. Hanging out. Enjoying their company. Laughing with them. Doing things that each other likes to do. Well, God likes the same thing. And the more time you spend with him and the more time you focus on him, the more you get to know his likes, his dislikes. And the more aware you are of how it feels when he's with you, amen, how the atmosphere changes when he comes into a room, hallelujah, we have to start having more expertise and awareness of God and of the things of the spirit. And in order to do that, we're going to have to study on it. How does that do anything well the word says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of god tonight many of you are going to be activated in this just by hearing this because faith is coming i can see in the spirit i can hear what the father's saying if i just spend more time with god i will become somebody who's aware of the things of the spirit of god yes Look at this. this is, there's two kinds of people, and specifically, there's two kinds of Christians. One that's focused on the natural, and they will operate very little in the spirit. May, they may love the God, but maybe not first. And it's harsh to say, but it's true. Because if they were loving God with all their heart, soul, and mind, they would be operating more in the spirit. And then there's the one who can see in the spirit, who can hear in the spirit. And it's not that God's a respecter of persons, it's just that one of them is using their time and their focus to see clearly, to hear clearly, so that they can partner with God in a greater level. And I'm going to show you that. 2 Kings 6, 14 through 17. One night, King Aram sent a great army with many chariots and horses to surround a city. When the servant of the man of God... So, I mean, here's here's a man of God who's a servant of the man of God. This is a man of God because he wouldn't be a servant of a man of God if he wasn't a man of God himself, okay? So we could call him an assistant to the pastor, okay? He is a man of God. But in this case, the king sends his army to surround this city with many horses and chariots. And when the servant of the man of God got up early the next morning and went outside, there were troops and horses and chariots everywhere. And he says, oh, sir, what will we do now? What is he doing? He's a man of God who's focused on the natural. Because he's worried about what he sees with his natural eyes. The young man cries out to Elisha, and Elisha says, Don't be afraid, Elisha tells him, for there are more on our side than on theirs. Now you've got a man of God who's aware. That's what we're talking about. Be aware. Who's aware of the Spirit. Why? Because he has spent time becoming an expert. How? Focusing on things of the Spirit. God's God's all over that. Focusing on the Lord. Spending time with the Lord. He has become an expert on seeing how God sees. And hearing what God's saying. He didn't become that overnight. Even someone who is prophesied to be a man of God doesn't become who they're going to become overnight. It's going to have to take them setting their hands to that, focusing in on that. Amen. So Elisha says, don't be afraid, for there are more on our side than there are of theirs. Then Elisha prays this, O Lord, open his eyes, And let him see. And the Lord opened the young man's eyes, and when he looked up, he saw the hillside around Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fire. Now, those horses and chariots of fire were there already. So, why did the servant of the man of God, who I believe is a man of God himself, or he wouldn't be serving him, I mean, he's around that anointing all the time, serving and doing whatever it is that he asks him to, and and watching and, and being in the presence of the Lord, and, I mean, wow, to serve Elisha. He had to be familiar with the presence of the Lord, but yet he's still a man that's focused on the natural. And so he gets a lesson here. Lord, open his eyes that he may see that there is more with us than there are with them. Elisha wasn't concerned. Why? Because he's a partner together with God. He's aware. Because he can see in the spirit. He can hear in the spirit. And that's part of all of our inheritance. To be aware. It just takes us sowing to the spirit. Spending time focusing in on the things of heaven. I hope that's stirring a hunger in you. Okay. So Ephesians 6.12 says this. Remember, we're becoming aware of the things of the Spirit, but there are is two kingdoms in the Spirit. The enemy's kingdom and God's kingdom. So Ephesians 6.12 says, we're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies. You know, somebody is acting rudely to you, somebody is driving, cutting you off, flipping you off, Um, kids are bullying kids, co-workers are treating you bad, someone just decides to manifest at you for absolutely no reason at the restaurant, whatever it might be, okay? But God says, we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers, against authorities, where? In the unseen realm. Against mighty powers of the dark world and against evil spirits in heavenly places. He wanted us to focus on what? Things of heaven. So when we see in the spirit, we can see in heavenly places both God's kingdom and the enemy's kingdom. But I don't want to see the enemy's kingdom. But the thing is, is if you don't see the enemy, because God does say, watch for the enemy. Watch and pray. So you should be seeing the enemy's kingdom. God wants you to see the enemy's kingdom. Why? Because he's given you keys of the kingdom to take authority over the enemy, to bind the enemy, amen, to loose the angels, to set the captives free. He gave you his authority over all the power of the enemy so that nothing shall by any means hurt you. However, Christians are getting hurt left and right. Why? Because they are not aware of the things of the kingdom of heaven, which is all around them. If we don't spend time with God, we don't focus on God, we don't focus on his kingdom, we're not going to be aware of the tactics of the enemy. And we cannot blame God when he told us how to. We're not, Clayton says, how come you always preach the good ones on Wednesday nights? I said, well, thank you, first of all. (laughs) Because I thought it was pretty good on Sunday, but he wants me to preach something like this on Sunday morning. I was like, it's, I just, I preach it as the Holy Spirit gives it to me. So it's the certain crowd that is that hungry that is going to get this message, okay? It's not for everybody, I guess. Um, so we're fighting against, we're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers, against authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers of this dark world, against evil spirits in heavenly places. So we want to be aware of the enemy in the unseen world, lurking about, seeking who he may devour. Well, who's he going to be able to devour more? The one who can see in the spirit or the one who can't see in the spirit? He's going to be able, he's seeking who he may devour. What is he seeking? He's seeking to see who can see him, who can sense his tactics, and to see who can't. Because the one who's not aware and who's so focused on the flesh or who's so focused on sin or who's so focused on the natural, they're going to get attacked more. And maybe maybe this person over here who's, who's living in the spirit will get attacked, but they'll shut him down real fast. Why? Because they're aware. Because they focus on the things of the kingdom of heaven. God has already equipped the body of Christ with everything that we need. But we got to do what he said to do. We got to become an expertise, become experts in the spirit realm. And it's not going to happen overnight by us just wishing and us just believing we're going to have to focus. We're going to have to study to show ourselves approved. We're going to have to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our strength, all of our might. With our time. With how we sow to the, the flesh or the spirit. It's, it's up to you. How much do you want to operate in the spirit? I recorded this already, but 1 Peter 5.8. Stay alert. Or you could say, Be aware. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone who devo- to devour. Who he, is he going to attack? If you think about a lion, he's going to attack somebody who's not paying attention to him more than the one who's facing him. Head on. The lion is looking for the weakling. The mutt or the what is it? The runt of the litter the one who has not grown up spiritually in the Lord. It doesn't mean God loves them less. It just means they chose not to chew upon the word of God. They chose not to digest the word of God. They chose not to drink in of the spirit of God. God's no respecter of persons. He gives us all the same equipment. He gives us all the living water. He gives us all the things that we need, the word of God. I used to see a lot in the spirit, specifically on the enemy side of things, and it freaked me out, and I kind of shut it down for a while until God helped me see and be aware that I was being aware of the enemy's kingdom because he was opening my eyes to deal with the enemy. Amen? And so I repented of of shutting that down because of fear and just shutting it down. And then all of a sudden, my eyes are open to see both realms, the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of hell. And by opening my eyes, I mean, yes, sometimes I can see, but also I can sense, I can hear, you know? And I don't even want to tell you because... It people out. But I believe that God allows us according to level of maturity so that we learn and grow, you know, we wouldn't give a, a toddler some tools to go do surgery on a person just because they watch a YouTube video. Just because we've heard one message that we can see in the spirit and operate in the spirit and bind the enemy and all this, all of a sudden we start seeing and, and, you know, yeah, you might have, faith might have come and you might see a little bit or hear a little bit or start learning a little bit. That's to taste and see that this is real so that you'll dive in, study to show yourself approved, get hungry, and, 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 you know, focus in on the Lord. But I don't think God's going to hand. Hand you some tools to do surgery, <laughs> like a toddler, you do more damage. So as you start seeing in the Spirit, as you start focusing on God, seeing in the Spirit both the, the enemy's kingdom or heaven's kingdom, the Holy Spirit is our teacher, our guide, our helper. He will show us, how do I cooperate with you, Lord, in this? What, what is it you want me to do? Why am I seeing this? Because as we start to realize the whole reason why he he made Jesus to be able to see and hear what his father was doing so that God's will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. So that Jesus would cooperate with the heavenly father, with the Holy Spirit, and fulfill God's will. So it's not to puff up Jesus, or it's not to puff up Jenny, or it's not to puff up Pastor Nick because we see in the spirit. It's because God wants us to be co-labors together with what he's trying to do. So, so he was showing me some evil things, what the enemy was doing, so that I would use the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So that I I would be aware that the enemy's trying to creep into my house. And in the name of Jesus, get out of here. I'm not accepting this. I shut the door. Or maybe God was showing me that I, I sinned and I allowed something in. So that I would ask God to forgive me and I would shut the door. See, the enemy is is a legalist and he can't come into your home unless there's permission. So if you're seeing things, then either you or some guest of yours has let it in. I always pray over my house. I don't care if they are a Christian or non-Christian. I pray and I command anything to leave that came in with person, place, or thing. Just a word to the wise. If you find yourself having weird dreams, feeling creepy things, something came into your house. Or maybe you're totally unaware. Well, that's sad for you because then the enemy's sneaky, seeking who he may devour. We need to be more aware. And how that's going to happen is seek God first, put him first in your life. Remember, and just to take your notes, study on Ephesians 6:10 6, through 16. He tells us, how do we defeat the enemy? If we're seen in the spirit and, and we're seeing the enemy's kingdom, how do we defeat the enemy? He says, put on the whole armor of God so that when the time of evil comes, so that you'll be able to stand firm against every strategy of the enemy. Remember, we fight not against flesh and blood. So pumping the iron is good for the natural body, but spiritually speaking, it's not going to do you any good. A little old granny would be stronger than you if she's been pumping up her spiritual iron all her life, even though you can lift 300 pounds. She's stronger than you. James 4, 7 tells us, and I'm just telling you ways to, if God's showing you or, and you're, you're becoming aware of the things of the, the kingdom of hell or, or uh, becoming aware of the things of the kingdom of heaven, God gives us tools on how to deal with the enemy. He says in James 4, 7, he says, submit yourselves to God. In other words, live for the Lord. And resist the devil and he will flee. There were some men who are seeing what, I don't remember, they're sons of Sceva or something like that. Is that how you say it? So they saw what the disciples were doing, casting out devils, and they thought, oh man, I've seen some guys manifesting over here. Let's go try that. <laughs> the enemy had a laugh. They got their, to- their clothes ripped off. They got beat up. Why? Because... See, this scripture says, submit yourselves to God and then resist the enemy and he will flee. you got to be living right in order to use that authority. If the enemy knows he has permission to attack you, he will do it. So if you're living right, living pure before the Lord, when you go to resist the devil and cast him out, he has to flee. Because why? Because there's Authority. There's righteous living behind that word. These men tried to cast out the devil and use the name of Jesus, but they had no authority backing them up. They weren't living right. They didn't have that relationship with God. So it's very important to have that relationship with God. Let's get to the brighter side. (laughs) You can also be aware of the kingdom of heaven. Amen? But you have to focus on the things of the spirit. The kingdom of heaven, God's kingdom. You have to focus on the things of the spirit or you can really miss it. Like I said, 90% of the people, if we took a poll, totally said something was totally different on Sunday. Some people who are maybe looking at their phones the whole time. I know there's a Bible on the phone. I know. But sometimes people are not looking at their Bible. You can tell because they're going like this. (laughs) Or you all all of a sudden hear some talking on it like they're watching a reel or something. Okay. But 90% of the people who are in it were aware that Jesus was in the room. The other 10% were not aware. They were aware of the natural. So, we need to focus. If we don't want to miss what's going on in the spirit and the kingdom of heaven, God's kingdom around us on a daily basis or at church or wherever, then we need to focus in. And spend time with God. And focus on the things of heaven. Focus on his word. Meditate on it. And realize whether you feel something or not at that moment when you're reading the word, it's still doing you good. You're becoming an expert in God and his word and his presence and how he thinks and how he acts and and what he likes and what he doesn't like. You're spending time like you're on a date with Jesus to where you know him inside and out. If we're not aware of the kingdom of heaven and God's kingdom, we can miss great blessings great impartations and opportunities, great co-working together with God. And God doesn't want that for us either. He doesn't want us to get beat up by the enemy, so he wants us aware of the enemy's kingdom. And he doesn't want us missing out on impartations and blessings and, and things. So where this whole message came from, it got me meditating on that one passage, which was to focus on that which is unseen. But I was driving the kids to school on Tuesday, yesterday, and uh, I'll be honest, I I do utilize my time in the natural, and Ethan can attest, he's back there, because every day that I brought them to school, I would have them confess and speak confessions over their lives. Ethan probably could say the whole confession thing with me right now, right? (laughs) This is the day that the Lord has made, (laughs) but confessing the word and and so we utilize our time together and then I drop them off and then I have my whole my whole thing of of confessing the word and 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 my my time and prayer and, and this and that so so I yes I'm in the natural but at the same time simultaneously acting upon the word and in the spirit but like we said you can come to church and and worship God and kind of just you know by faith, you're, you're entering into his presence with thanksgiving and, and into his courts with praise, but not necessarily, no, until Jesus walks into a room and something shifts. Okay? So there's living by faith and doing what's right, and that's what I was doing. I was living by faith and making my confessions of my faith. Okay? But like I said, you can come to church Do it by faith, enter into his presence by faith, but then there's something that can supernaturally happen when you step out of the natural into the supernatural and the shift of the atmosphere changes, okay? What happens? You have just become aware of the kingdom of God, of what's going on in the spirit. So I'm driving the kids, doing my confessions. I'm almost done and I'm almost home. I'm not quite done, so I pull into the, um, the garage. I shut the garage, turn off my car, of course. And I continue to hold fast my confession of faith. So I'm doing my confession of faith. I'm almost done. And like mid-sentence, <laughs> I was already in the car alone. So it wasn't just like your regular silence, like quiet. It was like silent, 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 silent like the peace which surpasses all understanding guarding my heart and mind like the most awesome even greater than what we experience on Sunday morning came into my car in the mid sentence of my confession and i said oh, lord what are you doing and where are you <laughs> cuz i was i knew i was aware but I didn't know I knew he was here he was on my right side and he began to speak to me because I was aware if I was not aware I could be doing something good I could have finished my confession of faith still good but if I'm too focused on that I have to clean my house I have to put together some gift baskets for women to wonder all good stuff but they're natural But because I'm hungering and thirsting after God, because I'm focusing on God, because I'm reading the word of God, whether I feel like it or not, when he wants me to, I become aware of the spirit. I become aware that Jesus comes into my car. And I just close my eyes and I sit. Psalms 46.10 says, be still and know I am God. What is he saying? Be still and be aware that I'm right here. Like when you know he's coming into a room, take time to listen because he's not showing up for no reason at all. He's showing up for some reason. And I'm not going to go into the whole thing about what he said because a lot of it was personal. But basically he said, oh, oh, I can read to you most, most of it. So Jesus' presence came, to, came into my car and I asked him where he was. And I'm just being honest how I did it um, and what he's doing. He's sitting in my passenger seat car I just knew by faith or I knew in the spirit. He said, I want to talk to you about what I have in store for you. Had I not been aware, I would have missed out on everything he said. He said, I'm coming. He said, "Um, I want to talk to you about what I have in store for you. I'm going to come in and I'm going to manifest my presence like you've never experienced before. Well, that was amazing to begin with. But this is just the beginning. He said, you will hear my voice and the voice of a stranger you will not follow. And then he continued on with dealing with me about a few things that he wanted me to make some adjustments in my life. Well, He corrects whom he loves. Thank you, Jesus. So he loves me. (laughs) And I'm so grateful that I'm aware of both the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of hell. It's not fun knowing that there's a devil standing next to your bed. But did I get in fear? And I'm just telling you a little sneak peek of one of that side. No. It was really gross. I'll just say I heard and, and I didn't see, like, in the natural, but I saw in the spirit, and I knew where his head was, and it was just gross. It was, I, I was in the middle of my sleep, and I turned over, and I heard, <laughs> like that, like, just like a movie. And I said, get out of here in Jesus' name, and it just vanished. I had no fear whatsoever, but God opened my spiritual awareness to see or hear the kingdom of hell. And I just commanded it to leave. I didn't even tell you that. But then a few days later now, here I am in my car, and I get to experience the kingdom of heaven, God's kingdom. Now, if I'm somebody who's not aware, and I'm super, and that's why I told Pastor Nick, God told me to rest. The last three days, you would think I would be running around like my head cut off, um, and to prepare for this women's conference, and what I've actually been doing is laying on my bed with music on. Because that's exactly what he showed me to do. Be still and know I am God. Now, he might tell you to do something different, but that is exactly what he told me to do. And so I know that that's the result, that this is the result of focusing on him and being obedient to him. And so with me, he, he, he came to me, thank you, Jesus, but he brought correction. Now, if I want to go further with him and experience this, I want to come to you in, in my manifest presence like never before. If I want that, I better be obedient to do the things and make the adjustments that he wants me to make. If we want to be someone who's aware, seen in the kingdom of heaven and seen in the kingdom of hell and being aware so that we can bind the enemy and and, and get rid of the enemy's tactics, then we're going to have to be focused on the things of the kingdom of heaven, which means focused on Jesus, meditating on the word, and not neglecting the assembling of ourselves so that we can be in this corporate anointing. Amen. There's a reason why you're here is because you're hungry on a Wednesday night. That's why the good messages are preached on Wednesday nights. It's meat. Some people desire the milk, and some people want a good steak to digest. It takes longer to digest, but you're willing to put forth the effort. Amen. Okay, I want to just say this too. One key I have learned, and I, I, I told you in my little story there, in focusing on that which is unseen, is acknowledge the thing that is unseen. It would do me no good to know that there was a devil sitting next to my bed trying to taunt me to just turn over and absolutely do nothing about it. He'd probably try to do something else again. But no, I had to use the keys of the kingdom and bind the enemy and command them to flee in Jesus' name. Now, we have other guys living in our house right now. I don't know, you know, there's friends coming in and out. And so sometimes we may neglect to command things to leave or shut the door, you know. So we just got to make sure we're always cleaning house. Right? When you have visitors and... All kinds of people watching all kinds of things. You've got to be careful about what you let in your house. Well, anyways, here's a big key is, is paying attention to what God's opening your eyes or opening your ears to see. Meaning, like, acknowledge it. I acknowledge the enemy by using my authority and commanding him to leave. Jesus, I acknowledged him by be still and know I am God, by being aware and saying, stopping mid-sentence, forget about my confession that I was just doing, because he showed up right now and he knew I was mid-sentence, but I can get back to that later. Let's focus on what he's doing right now. Clayton can attest, I came in and he told me one thing to come in and, and impart to Clayton whatever it was he was giving me. So I came in. It was really cool because I was already feeling the manifest presence of God. I'm crying and, you know, whatever. And finally it got, you know, cleared up and, and, and he was done dealing with me. I came in and one of the first things the Lord told me to do was, was impart to Clayton. And I saw myself lay hands on him. He could have been sitting on the couch watching TV or whatever, but he was exactly where I saw him in the spirit. And so I laid, I, I told him what happened in, in, in the car and all of a sudden the presence of God returned and I start crying. And it was really cool because I came into the house and he's sitting there listening to Jesus image worship. And the whole house was already filled with God's glory. And I was just like, oh, this is going to be real easy. And so I just, I, I was obedient and imparted to Clayton as well. But what it, what's my point is both, there's the kingdom of hell and there's the kingdom of heaven. Both are focusing on what is unseen. God wants us to be aware of the unseen so we can operate like kings and priests here on this earth, so we can operate with authority here on this earth. So what was Jesus talking to me about? He was talking to me about making a couple little adjustments so that I can operate greater than I've been operating before as a king, as a priest. Amen? God wants us to be experts in walking in the Spirit. I know I have your attention, but I have a lot of scripture, so I'm going to try to. Luke 10, 19. Behold, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, so that nothing will by any means harm you. So one thing we need to get rid of is fear, because fear shuts down you opening, him opening your eyes. Don't be afraid you've got authority over the enemy. Just live righteously. Live to please God. If you have any sin, confess it to him. So that when the enemy comes in, you can resist him and he will flee. Amen? Remember I said... You can sense when someone's been in an argument, like at a party or something. Well, you're sensing a spiritual realm. And so that's how you sense the enemy's kingdom. Actually, the word of God says in James 3.16, for where there's envy and strife and confusion, there's every evil work. That means there's a demonic attack. The Lord taught us long time ago, if one of us is upset, one of us is angry, the other one should definitely not even get involved. Why? Because then the enemy doesn't have both sides. Take a walk. Pray. Take authority of the enemy trying to come against your family. Recognize the enemy's tactics and use your authority. Don't just give in to his tack, Because when he can get you into strife, every evil work can happen. The devil's like, come on in, guys. It's a party over here. <laughs> Don't let it happen. The Lord told me a while back, shut my mouth. But, Lord, no, Try your mouth. <laughs> Why? Because then it would be on me. I'm not saying that's how I was on Clayton. But, <laughs> but I'm saying he's taught us not to give in. Because where there's envy and strife, there's every evil work. We don't want that atmosphere in our home. That's the kingdom of hell. You could say, I'm living in hell. The, Bi- the Bible says that it's better for a man to live on the corner of a housetop than to live in a house where there's a bickering wife or whatever, (laughs) nagging wife, Uh, strife. Nobody wants to live in that atmosphere, right? But then there's the Spirit of God. What kind of fruit does he produce? How can you recognize his presence? Well, Galatians 5.22 says, But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. So what did I feel come into the room? Just the most quiet and and powerful presence and peace of God, which surpasses knowledge. Like I couldn't explain it. So he tells us how to recognize both sides. One causes confusion, one causes strife, one, one feels gross, and then the other side, peace, joy. Amen. I'm going to close with this. In Revelations 3.22, he tells us, anyone with ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. So in other words, anyone who wants to hear in the Spirit, anyone who wants to be aware, go ahead and let him. How? Focus on things above. If you've been having difficulty seeing in the spirit, you need to spend less time on the TV and more time in the word. If you've been having a hard time hearing God's voice, you need to spend less time playing hooky from church and more time hearing the word. (laughs) I'm just saying, what do you want more? Anyone with Ears to hear, let him hear. Anyone who is aware will hear what the Spirit is saying. Anyone who's aware will see what God is showing them. If you see little bits and pieces, that's just like a a window opening to show you, to taste and see. This is available to you. You can operate in the kingdom of heaven. I like this. Romans 8.14 says, For all are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Well, how is Jesus led by the Spirit of God? He heard and he saw what his Father was doing. So that's how you're led by the Spirit of God. You can hear, you can see. With me, a lot of times, I will know how? By the peace which surpasses knowledge. By the joy which is my strength. By all the fruits of the Spirit. Whatever the Lord's manifesting. So, All who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. So this is available to you, but it's a matter of how much do you want to operate in the kingdom of heaven. Amen? The responsibility as a child of God should be to be aware of the things of the kingdom of heaven. Jenny, the whole time I'm standing here, and I know a little bit about how you how God's used you and how um, how you see in the spirit, but um, and I don't know a lot about it, but I'm just gonna say I feel like I'm hearing God say you've operated a lot in being able to see in the kingdom of hell and what the enemy's doing, but there's coming a, a, a kind of like with what happened to me, there's coming a greater acceleration to the other side now where you're going to be able to see and hear in the Spirit what the kingdom of heaven is doing so that you can cooperate with the kingdom of heaven. He's given you that sight to take authority over the kingdom of hell, but now you're going to equally operate and see in the kingdom of heaven. Hallelujah. So I want to do something with you guys. Let's just activate you. I told my mom this over the phone. I don't know if she did it. But the Lord just um, moved on me because like the the prophet Elisha prayed, Lord, open his eyes that he may see, which shows us that we could actually pray that prayer. And then God granted it. And I just want to pray and I just want you to just to do a little prophetic thing, you know, and, and, and just pull down any veil, pull down any scales off your eyes that would hinder you. Pull out any... Ear cones, (laughs) any earplugs that are stopping you as I pray? Right? The ear cone sucks out all the wax? It's really gross. (laughs) All right? So just pull those by faith when I pray these things. Pull those things down. Pull those plugs out and just declare over yourself that I can see in the Spirit. I can hear in the Spirit. I'm led by the Spirit because I am a child of God. Okay? So, Father, I just pray right now for each and every one of these right now. By faith, Lord, we just ask you, Lord, just to remove those scales. Go ahead and remove those scales, Lord, from our eyes. Remove the veils from our eyes, Lord, that have been hindering us from seeing and operating in the spirit, Lord, to cooperate with the kingdom of heaven, to cooperate with your kingdom, to take authority over the enemy, to be aware of what the enemy is doing, also to be aware of what the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God is doing. Father, we just ask you remove those scales from our eyes right now in the name of jesus and father we want to partner together with you we want to hear what it is you're saying so father we just ask you remove any ear clogging from our ears lord anything that would hinder us from hearing what the spirit of god is saying right now in the name of jesus just remove it from us in the name of jesus father i pray tonight lord i just declare say i am a child of god so i am aware of the things of the kingdom of heaven I can see and hear what the Father's doing and saying. I am His shepherd. I mean, I am His sheep. He is my shepherd. I hear His voice, the voice of a stranger. I do not follow. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you. We just praise you, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, that we are in the name of Jesus, your children, Lord. We thank you, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus. We see in the spirit what it is you're doing, Lord. We hear in the spirit what it is you're saying in the name of Jesus Christ. We just bind the enemy. We bind every plan, attack, counterattack, and assignment of the enemy in Jesus' name right now. In Jesus' name. Freedom in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Freedom in Jesus' name. Father, we just thank you, Lord, right now that we are partners together with Jesus. Hallelujah. I just speak freedom in Jesus' name. Freedom. Peace. 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 Peace, be still. There he is. Freedom. 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 Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. Hallelujah. You know? That's the authority we have. Peace. Be still, and the storm is still. When God shows you something, don't be afraid. Use your authority. Walk in purity. And speak the name of Jesus. Amen? Hallelujah. So, Father, I just thank you, Lord. We are children of God. We operate in the Spirit. And no weapon formed against us will prosper. All who rise against us will fall. Hallelujah. We have the victory. Hallelujah. Pastor Nick. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah.